0: Welcome to this week's episode of the HC Hive, a podcast about all things HCI, UX, and grad school. We're now in shali, students in Georgia Tech's Human-Computer Interaction Program.
1: In this episode, we will be talking about the notorious user experience design interview process. Our two guests this week are Vicky and Natar. Vicky, why don't you start us off with a little introduction about yourself?
2: Hey, this is Vicky. And I'm a second year HCI ID track. I went from industrial design to user experience design because I got fascinated by all the cool interaction and mixed reality systems, and that they provide a more enhanced and immersive experience than most physical products do. And Nectar, how about you?
3: Hello, I'm Nectar. I am also second year MSHCI ID track. And uh, I have a background on psychology and also industrial design. Currently, I am working as a UX designer uh, at a company called 99 Nine Design Studio. Currently, we are designing responsive websites for big companies.
0: Great. Welcome to the HC Hive. And thank you for providing those short and sweet introductions. We're really happy that you're able to join us today. Um, so two episodes ago, we actually talked about um, resumes and portfolios. And we had two designers join us to share what they thought makes these effective pieces of like for their applications. Um, So to pick up where we left off, once you've made an impression with your resume and portfolio, what is the interview and hiring process like for designers? Nectar, would you like to start us off on this one?
3: Sure. Um, It can be a little bit stressful for all of the designers because um, in interviews you have to talk about yourself, talk about your designs and the processes that you have been through. And um, sometimes you can feel vulnerable and don't know what to do. But uh, once you know and once you practice what to say what to um, what to present I think it can be a little bit much um, much easier for for designers well uh, usually we have a screening process where um, a recruiter usually talks uh, about what your expectations are and ask about questions about yourself and sometimes their background and for the second about the portfolio review you are selecting one of your uh, projects that you trust the most and um, go through and talk about the process and takeaways from that project so this is overall my experience so far uh, you want to add something with to this
2: yeah so similar to what nectar just mentioned it usually starts out with phone interviews where you get to talk about your expertise and experience with a recruiter and if they feel there's a match for the position you would get a chance to chat with the senior ux designers and share your experience or current work with them and i believe some companies do have design challenges during the process and they usually give you a prompt or multiple prompts to choose from and you'll have to come up with a solution in a week or so and prepare for a presentation that covers the research and design process you've been through.
0: Wow, that seems like a really extensive process and kind of overlaps with, I think, some things that our previous guests have mentioned in the past. But Nectar, I really liked what you said about when you were talking briefly about portfolio reviews, like choosing a project that you you trust. Because I think like in my head, like I had to do one portfolio review before and I just picked like one that I guess... I thought they would want to see not necessarily like something that I was proud of or something that I Mm -hmm. wanted to talk about. I really liked what you said, because then it's like picking something that is like true to yourself and something that follows like your own process, um, which I thought was really cool
3: absolutely um actually i think when you have like trust in your project when you know really well about your project i think it turned out well because uh, you shouldn't select the project that they want to see but what you want to actually show them because if you're mindful about what what you're choosing which project you're choosing you can actually show more about your skills more about your confidences and even the ones the situations that went wrong during the project and it's something that also companies want to see because they are they know that not all the projects go well or like not every step actually goes according to plan and actually what they want to see is the your thought process during this uh, projects and uh, how you come up, came out with a um, solution to the problems that you encounter and uh, i think that's uh, very important not only just the not the selecting the one that really you know looks fancy or something like that just like being true to yourself just being frank about all of the process that you've been through and you know clearly and transparently talking about the processes that you've been through like positive and negative ones
1: yeah I think portfolio reviews I mean that that was our next question so we can really jump into it um you know portfolio reviews are really complex and you have to sort of guide your interviewer or recruiter through like a pretty extensive process there's a big story behind our products and and the design process um and Netar, you really mentioned how it's important to kind of know your project in and out and know like and and trust it as you mentioned you you trust that project to kind of exemplify your work and your ability to process through some information and create something out of it so that's really important but thinking about kind of that journey of you know showing your process and telling your story when working on a product what are some of like the challenges you faced during that portfolio review um vicky what are what are your thoughts on this
2: yeah i hadn't in person portfolio review, and the rest are through phone calls. And Mm -hmm. the biggest difference between the two is that you get really nervous when you're presenting your work right in front of the experts, at least for me. And I remember my mind went blank during the review, even though I've practiced and prepared for so long, and I actually screwed up that, that interview. And yeah, so Next time, if you're feeling nervous, just take a walk, shake your muscles, or do whatever feels right to, like, reduce your anxiety before the in-person sessions.
1: Oh, that's so important. (laughs) I'm glad you made it through that review, but I feel like that's so important. And I think not enough people really talk about how nerve-wracking interviewing can be and just kind of the emotional and mental toll that it takes. So yeah, like, I think those are really great tips, just like doing anything to kind of manage that stress and that anxiety can really help you in how you perform during an interview. Those pieces are so important. So thank you for bringing that up. Nettar, how about you? Like, I know you kind of started talking about the portfolio review, but what are some challenges you faced that sort of inform how you go into these things now?
3: Well, I think one of the common things is like answering questions that you haven't thought before. I guess because, you know, you are thinking about a project for, you know, maybe too long and you're missing out some of the parts. And during that review, they're just asking you a question or a point that you've never thought of before. And you, at that point, you have to come up with an answer usually, and it can be stressful. Also here, again, I want to stress, Uh, the fact that it's not just like coming out with the right answer to the question, but just thinking out loud, why, you know, um, think, you know, thinking about that question. And, you know, why do you think that question will be matter? Or what kind of solutions can be proposed to that question? I think these are some of the tips that can be used in that kind of situation, not like being so nervous and you know, not answering questions. Other thing that I found really interesting is that sometimes depending on the company, they are asking about certain, I would say, impacts like business impact or community impact of the project that you have been working on. And Sometimes these are not the things that you thought about or like even not in your like scope of of the project. However, at that time you have to you know think through these aspects, and these are usually important aspects, so it can be challenging but also helpful
1: yeah i I really like what you added about you know it, dealing with questions that you hadn't really considered before. And how to go about answering the questions that you didn't really anticipate. I think one thing that I've learned just through interviewing many times is that people really do want to see your process. And so you want to, it may seem counterintuitive, but you want to show how you deal with problems in real time and not sort of present your like most curated perfect self during that process and so i've learned to just think out loud and and be kind of a mess for a little bit just so people can see like how i process information and how i problem solve because that's what they're really looking for they're not looking for kind of the most innovative ideas on the spot uh, so that's really important thanks for sharing that nettar
0: yeah i think um both of you uh, vicky and Nectar, like brought up a lot of good points just now like interviewing itself like beyond like the portfolio review or just other aspects of design interviews I think just in general it's so nerve-wracking especially when like Vicky you've mentioned like you've practiced it for so many times and then one little thing like could throw you off and then suddenly you blank and it's kind of hard to kind of go backwards and like go back to how you've practiced and everything, especially when you're in the moment and in front of like these um, UX or these design experts is really intimidating and really nerve wracking. So those tips you had about like, just taking a walk or kind of keeping your mind off of it, I think is really important. I know like before, when I was preparing for interviews, I would practice questions so many times. And then I think it ended up like, there was a recruiter that I asked for feedback from because I ended up not um, getting to like the final round. And she was telling me like, Oh, like, it's very, it's kind of apparent that you've been practicing your answers because it sounds scripted. So then that's really hard when you practice this so much, but people still want you to, they still want it to feel organic. They still want it to be like a really good story that you tell too. And then Nectar, I think um, kind of like what Hershali commented on your story as well was it is really important to show the process and especially the part that you talked about. Like impact, I think us being grad students, it's really hard because sometimes our projects kind of last for just the semester. So it's hard to see that impact if, it's the, if the project's not continued or if it's not done over a long period of time. And even if we worked with like companies for a project, it's hard because if... We feel like if we don't ship out that product or that design doesn't get implemented, then like what is the impact there? But I think overall, if we can share like what our contribution was in the project and how we make some type of change, I think that's probably enough. So kind of moving on along with the portfolio review, a lot of designers also have to go through the next phase of this process, which is typically a design challenge. Where designers are asked to design something within like a given period of time. So what are some strategies that you can use to kind of survive this um, insane task? Nectar, would you like to share um, kind of your process on a design challenge?
3: Sure, it's hard, but once you practice it, once you have this kind of mental process about this, I think it's much easier. Usually, what I encountered before was two two design challenge, like two type of design challenges. One of them was redesigning a specific product, which is you know which already exists, and the other one was like just a general prompt and you know design accordingly to that prompt so uh my challenge was um a little bit focused on user groups and defining their needs and you know kind of quickly exploring um their you know expectations or um general kind of ux research kind of processes they wanted to see that and then after they wanted to see the product itself. And one of them uh, took a little bit longer, like they gave me about a week or so, which was a little bit more, more comfortable considering all of the steps that I had to go through. But other one was a redesign and I had to design a new product for like in an hour so you know there are slight differences between these two as i said before um once you have a little bit more time you have you have more time to explore each know user group or each step or you know come up with a little bit more kind of you know polished design at the end but the other one is a little bit more rough and you know as harshly said um it's more about knowing the thought process behind your decisions and what what kind of things are important for you for instance like did you take enough time to explore the user group um that been presented to you during that prompt? Or what kind of things, aspects that you considered? like, have you considered the environment factor? Have you considered the other people or secondary user group perspective? And yeah, um, overall, these two are different from each other. But I think the most important thing is practicing uh, and be ready about designing something that you haven't thought before, or even like a product you didn't use before. So um, yeah, practice is, is the most important thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, of course, I think after you kind of get the hang of it, and you discover like, your own kind of pattern or your own process and tackling these design challenges. Yeah, practice does help a lot. I can't believe that the range, I guess in my mind, like I haven't had to do a design challenge since I've always been like going after like more research positions but I always thought they were a weak but to hear that you did one in like an hour <laughs> that's so <laughs> impressive <laughs> even though you mentioned like it's a it's a bit rougher and it's not quite as polished as um, the other scenario um, but Vicky what are what has your experience been like has it is it pretty similar to Nectar's or what are your thoughts on design challenges
2: yeah so I had an um one week one not as intensive as nectar mentioned which was crazy and i would like to add like um definitely review the notes taken in the hci foundation and research methods in hci before the challenges and like practice more and you'll be like comfortable with designing and the research process and i would say take it as a fun project instead of a design challenge so your creativity wouldn't be hindered
1: <laughs> that's really great advice. I think that mates challenges which I've seen, you know, as a researcher again, um both me and now, you know, we don't really do these design challenges, but we see you guys and we see a lot of our other peers doing design challenges and I I just see all of you guys just going crazy. <laughs> you know, um just stressing out over these crazy challenges and so I think that's a really great way to think about it, Vicky, where you know, it's like it's supposed to be just like fun, a creative exercise. And I don't know if it's supposed to be that, but like you can treat it like that, I guess. Um, you know, just such like a fun creative exercise where you get to show off exactly what you can do and, and you guys are designers. So I don't know. I think it's just it's just hard to see you guys suffering. I think that's why we added this question. <laughs> <laughs> just you guys suffering a lot. <laughs> but okay, so you know once once you've kind of you know, battled that dragon, you've, you've come out of the design challenge, uh, companies will usually have like maybe an onsite or just a series of like shorter interviews or really conversations with other members of the team. And so these conversations can go in a lot of di- different directions. I've kind of heard that they can be very formal, very informal, it really depends on the company and the team. But you know, how do you guys suggest navigating kind of these very conversational final rounds of the interview process. Vicky, maybe you can start us off on this one.
2: So it's kind of like just chatting about things like, I would say just be yourself because the members would probably just want to know more about you and your interests outside of work. And it's also a great way for them to learn more about your personality and evaluate whether you would be a good team player. So yeah, just take it
1: easy. Nice. Natar, how about you?
3: Well, I, I agree. Um, once you get to the final rounds, uh final interviews, um, they often ask you about yourself and they want to know if you would be a good fit to actually like existing in, in an existing team. So you are kind of like an addition to it and they wanna know if you can, you know, be a good fit to that already developed structure, I would say. So here I think Being sincere and, you know, just communicating your expectations from from your experience because, you know, jobs are experiences and just communicating what you're expecting, what you want to get out of it and asking questions is like it's so important because, you know, trying to understand the dynamics of the team. And culture of the company; these are very important. Just not for for other, you know, not for the recruiter, but also for yourself, just to make sure that you are, will be actually comfortable and happy in that in that position. So, ask ask a lot of questions, and be yourself, and yeah, and just just communicate your skills and your expectations well.
1: That's very solid advice for other roles as well, I think. Uh, I think every role seems to have some sort of like behavioral slash like, what are you like? How well do you fit on the team type of interview around? Um, and I think like these points are very important, just like being yourself, having fun and also kind of laying out your expectations and what you want from the job. I think those are those are the conversations we need to have kind of regardless of what position we're going for. So thanks for sharing those you guys. Yeah,
0: I think, I think something that isn't stressed enough is that expectation part that you brought up, Nectar. Like things that you expect out of the role or would want out of the role, um, how you see yourself at the company, the culture. Like there's a lot of different factors I think aren't stressed or really talked about because we focus so much on, like, well, how do we communicate our skills well? How do we talk about our like experience really effectively, but then we need to make sure that kind of not only do we fit in on the team, but like, does the team and the company fit with us too and making sure like those kind of line up. But yeah, I think overall, like these, both of you provide a lot of great advice for really any interview, um, any position, um, like Hershali mentioned. I remember both of you talked about like asking questions at the end or just like making sure you ask questions. I remember someone gave me advice like a couple years ago. They were like, the worst thing you can do at the end of an interview is when they ask if you have any questions and you just say no and you just like cut them short because it's a chance to just like continue that conversation. And sometimes, depending on the questions you ask, like then it shows like you're really interested in the company or you're just really interested in the role and things like that. So, yeah, there's a lot of power behind asking a lot of questions, um, which you all talked about but yeah so as we're kind of winding down um this episode you both discussed earlier like the interview process um, for designers requires a lot of time um energy ideas so we're gonna we usually do like this hot take uh, portion towards the end of every episode but this time we're gonna start with our own hot take that her and i kind of talked about so we previously were talking that we find the current process, especially the design challenge, like kind of borderline unethical and inequitable because companies will often ask interviewees to set aside like a lot of hours. Um, like you mentioned, uh, Vicky and Nectar, like you took a week to kind of complete um, this challenge and then complete that process, generate those ideas, sometimes even prototypes for Um, their products. Um, And then all of the work is done without any guarantee of a job or even another round of interviewing. So as designers, what do you all think companies should do to make their interviewing more ethical while giving candidates a chance to show off their skills? Um, That was kind of a lot. So feel free to take a moment. But Nectar, would you like to share your thoughts first?
3: Yeah, sure. I, I, I agree with that. We're putting a lot of effort, a lot of, you know, emotions and stress to to the work that we're doing and once you look at it it's kind of something that you worked on for a while and it's important to to know what kind of things that you know expecting us especially uh during the interview processes and um here i think what can be done is to provide like companies should actually be a little bit more kind of frank and transparent about their processes and you know maybe providing some of the things that they will offer beforehand so that we will know what coming or what we want what we will expect from that position and maybe we can just put a lot of effort after that so that will be a little bit more kind of I would say, helpful for designers. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah, I think transparency is key because it it is interesting. Like I remember overhearing a cohort when you all were going through this process, specifically people going after design positions about like not knowing like what the next steps are. Like you did the challenge, but then are you going to present it? Do you just submit it? And then you have an interview or like sometimes, unfortunately, you get cut off and like you submit it, but it kind of goes into this black hole of, where who's looking at it and you don't really get feedback on it. So it's really, really weird to navigate around. But Vicky, what are your thoughts? How do you think companies should like kind of change this whole recruiting, interviewing process?
2: Yeah, I agree with Nectar and I also feel that making the process less tedious and more efficient for both the companies and candidates is important. Like having questions about how to solve a problem or ways to improve a system during the interviews would be a great way for candidates to like show off their critical thinking and problem solving skills right away. And it's also fast and efficient for the companies to evaluate whether the person is the right fit. So yeah, I think it would be better than having like design challenges.
3: Adding on to that, also, what I've actually realized, I don't know what's going on behind doors, I would say, but I've realized that most of the companies actually sending out the same exact design challenges to every single candidate. And sometimes I even saw like one position was UX design and the other one was like a UI design, but they... The company sent the exact same design challenge so i don't think this is efficient like they they have to be a little bit more focused to the skills that they want to measure because you know um you know ux design skills and ui design skills are slightly different from each other and maybe these design challenges are not enough for us to reflect our skills so maybe you know providing design challenges tailored the specific position would would help
0: yeah i think that's a really great point i had no i i didn't realize that companies were sending the same design challenges to like multiple positions i feel like that puts the company at a disadvantage too because they could make it much more targeted and i feel like that would help them look at like the pool of applicants more easily when it's like so specific to the position because then like what are you really testing if like everyone's getting the same prompt regardless of position that's so it's interesting. Thank you for <laughs> bringing that up, Hershali. What are what are your thoughts? We kind of had the same take, but
1: yeah, we didn't we didn't go off for a little bit. I think it's really funny that both of us, me and now, have so many opinions on design challenges, <laughs> given the fact that we have never really done design challenges like extensively. <laughs> like we're not designers, but yeah, I have I have a couple of hot takes about this. First of all, I feel like sometimes companies will ask for will ask these prompts that are directly affecting their own products like a company would be like how would you design a product for us that does this and this or caters to this uh user group that we are struggling with right now or or whatever and i feel like that's basically a great way to get free ideas from candidates and not guarantee a job um you know you're just asking people to generate ideas even like low fidelity medium fidelity prototypes and then, and then it just kind of goes into the void of that company because it's all kind of like under a non, non-disclosure or some sort of agreement. Um, and so I feel like it's like free ideation for companies sometimes. And I feel like that's really unethical and kind of gross of companies to do. So I feel like companies should either choose like a prompt that's like parallel or kind of a metaphor for what their product is or just like use a different prompt altogether. Um, I feel like it shouldn't really be related to what they do. So that's one hot take. Another hot take I have, so many, wow, Um, is that I think it is inequitable in that it demands so much time. And as students, I feel like we can kind of carve out time for doing like the initial user research and designing sketches and medium fidelity prototypes and doing some sort of quick evaluation. Like you can do that as a student, but I feel like if you're working a nine-to-five job and, and you have a family and you have anything else going on in your life I feel like design challenges will prevent you from really applying for positions you know and, and so that creates a lot of inequity so I I, I do have more hot takes, but I'm going to let you now sort of voice the other ones because I feel like you have very similar tastes yeah. on this
0: um, I feel like yeah to echo what Hershali said as two researchers having so many opinions on this um, it's really <laughs> weird but I think I think what is really interesting or what I find really kind of I like that really like I opened my eyes kind of in a negative way uh, was when all of us were going through like the interviewing or like process for finding internships like I had never seen like like it just completely consumes you like I've seen it like really take a mental toll on people when um I think especially when, like, we're all in the same program, we have similar goals in terms of, like, career paths, we're applying to the same companies, we're given the same prompts, so it was very, like, um, I mean, there was just, like, this underlying tension all the time, and I feel like companies, like, kind of end up, like, pitting people against each other. Like, it is very competitive um, to work in UX and to pass all these rounds and stuff, but I don't know. It's just so strange to me because I just think about like when I was a business student talking about like how Vicky earlier, you mentioned like if we could make this process like more efficient or Nectar, you said like more transparent, like finding internships or finding full time jobs, even for business was like we had on campus interviews with recruiters the next round another round like usually it was just like two rounds and then you either got the job you didn't and you moved on like there were no like case competitions case studies sometimes there were but it was like the first time where I really witnessed like oh my gosh there's like four or five rounds maybe and then like the final rounds it's like hours of interviewing with people maybe a whiteboarding challenge another case study and it's like you put up so much time and effort and Okay. Sorry. I think my hot take is I think you guys should be compensated for these design challenges somehow. Perhaps like a gift card, even like we, like we provide compensation for participants who just provide their time and like their insights and their input, which is fabulous. So fantastic. But you guys are devoting like a week for these things, or even just like going through the pipeline for a whole company Um, portfolio reviews, like all these different things and it's it feels very make it or break it um and i just feel like just maybe for maybe like a 25 dollars starbucks gift card or something to like thank you all for your time and ideas and stuff that would be great yeah yeah <laughs> For swags
1: <laughs>
0: yeah yeah there's a lot of mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's just also Sorry, I'm like really going off on design challenges right now, but I feel like what is the difference between the portfolio (laughs) review and design challenge in terms of what needs to be discerned about an interviewee, you know, like, if you want to see someone's process, the portfolio should exemplify that. And I think that there is value in being like, here's a new prompt, show us how you think about it. But I think, like, then, like... People, I think companies should really think about what they're trying to get out of each step and focus on only that because I feel like there's a lot of redundancy if you just want to see the process you've done that with a portfolio review
0: yeah you know that's true mm-hmm. I think too it's hard like I I don't mean to like speak for you too, um like as designers or anything but I feel like when you're sharing your portfolio or sharing a project that you trust and like really think exemplifies your work and the feedback they give I don't know I I just feel like some of the things that like I've done through like design electives I've taken and if they're not perceived like it's I feel like it's really hard to separate yourself from your design sometimes like because you spend so much time on it because it is like how you're showing like how you are creative and how you problem solve and how you think through these different prompts. So to not get to the next round or to get like kind of negative feedback on I feel like it's hard to to shake it off and move on. I mean, I think like maybe that's why it ends up like consuming people, and I don't know. I feel like seeing you guys go through it. Like I get affected. Like I get really upset.
3: I was uh, gonna add on to the like difference between the design challenge and the portfolio review, as you know, now said, it is really important to show the skills that you use in that in that portfolio, uh, in that specific project. However. I think what they want to see and the, what the difference is is that once you go through the uh, your own project, usually it is some projects that you did with another people, like within within a team, and you know usually you have already prepared what you said and what you the points that you want to point out. For design challenges, usually they give you like with the prompt. Uh, sometimes they give you, like, resources, um, you know, time or, like, you know, maybe money and those sort of things. And you have to consider what kind of design activities that you want to conduct and, you know, make good use of, of the resources that you have in hand. So I think also, like, you have to come up with, like, a design right away and, you know, uh, compare to the portfolio view. So I think one... The first one, the portfolio is a little bit more kind of, you know, articulating your skills and, you know, the things and the things that you have experienced before. But the other one is actually showing your thought process and um, your actually knowledge about about the design.
1: Yeah, that's a a good way to kind of draw the line between them. I mean, I I feel like we draw the line there. I hope companies are also doing that because they're getting a lot of free labor, I feel. Do you guys have any other thoughts that you need to get off your chest? I feel like this was a venting session. <laughs>
3: um, it's not that hard. Like, it's hard, but it's, you know, it's something that you get used to. The things that you've been talking about, they're very important. Like, you know, uh, we are putting a lot of effort. We're putting, like, we have, like, a pr- prior practice to these, and we actually, like, sort of train to to take these challenges. And initially, We want to do is just to show the skills and you know the things that we can do and you know we we as a designers we just wanted to be like transparent of the skills that we have the things that we expect and we that's what what we want to actually show and i think there can be other also good ways of, of doing that also
1: Nice. That was a that was a very positive ending to this rather <laughs> spicy, hot take session. Thank you, <laughs> Natar. <welcome>. And, <laughs> so, just to wind down the episode, we just want to say thank you so much to Vicky and Natar for joining us on this episode of the Hive. It was just really insightful and really great to hear a really positive take on the design interview process and how to just kind of make the most of it. So, thank you guys for sharing your thoughts. Thank
0: you. All right. And to all of our listeners out there, tune in next time for an episode about research interviews. Because if you know, you know. And if you don't, yikes.
1: Hey, just a moment. There's more. This week, we're featuring our friend, Akiella. Aki is a singer songwriter living in Tokyo. The track is called Hug. If you like what you hear, check out more of Aki's music on Spotify and Apple Music. Find those details in the episode description. Here it is, Hug.
4: Into and fro, Can't get my hair wet Got nowhere to go I've seen algae, i seen ox I've seen sardines, i seen chucks I've seen and dogs at bark I've seen friends get chased by nuns ah, The loudest pang in my heart echo go boom and bang in the dark Keep the lights on, let it spark ah, The company I keep I hope they keep me up afloat Cause I can drown no more Just a call Or am I just confused